0: Keep this frequency clear. Don't touch that dial.
1: Are we on the air?
2: Yes, you are. With all the modern pace of today's exciting radio. Now, the struggle between good and evil
0: goes on. Shaw, 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 Shaw. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my underground lair. Do not attempt to adjust your dial. I'm transmitting live with the hardcore style. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, Shauna and and. For your further listening pleasure, time to lay down some serious sounds. Watch your base bins. I'm telling you,
3: telling you, telling you, telling you, telling you, telling
0: you. Don't touch that diaphragm.
3: What's up? You're listening to Shauna and Lala. Check us out at shaunaandlala.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash shaunaandlala.
1: And you can check me out at facebook.com slash thelalamarie.
3: And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at shaunaandlala, and on our YouTube channel, Shauna and Lala. We have been super busy. As you know, we've been pretty much MIA for the past three weeks because our studio did not break but we have just been super busy
1: yeah we had some uh personal injuries my little son cracked his face open yeah i know i can't (laughs) believe it i know you guys are probably like what's new i mean every week it's something every every single time we come on here we're like well sorry we've been in mia but hopefully it's not gonna be that way next month
3: i know and how did he crack his eye open (laughs)
1: He was jumping in his room um, like kids do. He was trying to catch a toy. He was throwing in the air, jumping, throwing in the air, jumping. Multiple times I told him, stop jumping. I was cooking dinner, so I wasn't like re- watching him, but I was yelling down the hall, like, stop jumping. And he even said, how do you know I'm jumping, Mom? How can you see me? You know, and I did. Oh yeah, I have eyes in the back of my head type thing. And he, uh, <laughs> then I heard the last jump, a bang, and the screams. So of course, you know, when you hear those pain screams, you know, as a mother or a father, that something's wrong, and it's not. It's not just a little boo boo. It must be big.
3: <laughs> so, oh man, you yeah. had blood everywhere.
1: Blood everywhere. That was the worst. I opened the door, and my son's face down on the floor, and he. I'm like Geo, and he looks up at me screaming, and. Blood is, like, squirting, like, across the room out of his face. Oh, my God. Because your your face is very vascular, so it's going to bleed heavily, even if it's just a tiny little cut. But this was a deep cut, so it was, like, squirting out. I couldn't see his eye. His eye was covered in blood. I'm like, he lost his eye. He lost his eye. <laughs> so I picked him up, and I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I ran in the bathroom, like, no, no, I got to get ice pack. I ran in the kitchen. I'm holding him. He's bleeding all over me. So, long story short, the cops came, they bandaged him up, we took him to the ER, and he had had to get stitches, so they sewed him up, and he's doing really great. His bruising is almost gone, he had a big black eye. He did, it was pretty... Yeah, he looked like he was a boxer. Yeah, it looked like somebody beat the crap out of him. Yeah. (laughs) And... So he went to school like that. He had a million questions. I took him out to the mall, not even thinking about what his eye looked like. And I was getting all these stares. And I'm like, why are people staring at me? You know, why? And he's like, Mom, people are staring at me. Then I realized, like, oh, they probably think I beat the kid, you know. <laughs> but he's doing great. And hopefully he's learned his lesson not to jump around sharp objects because he what he hit his eye on was the corner of his bed. And it's a very sharp wooden corner. So wasn't fun
3: that happened to me years ago i was chasing my cousin around um in my mom's apartment and i slipped over a hula hoop oh and i had this old wooden desk from like i don't know the 30s or 40s probably <laughs> you know like the kind that we had in school that the chair was oh like yeah yeah hooked to the desk yeah well that's the kind it was and bam i fell and i still have the scar And where I cut it open, I cut it open to the bone.
1: That's disgusting.
3: And (laughs) my mom said all she saw was blood and bone. And she was so mad at me that I was running because she said, stop. And I did it. And uh, yeah, I had to get stitches. And I still have the scar. So
1: he'll probably have a little scar, but. Luckily, no head injury. You know, he had a slight, slight concussion. But we are very grateful that nothing, it was nothing worse than yeah. that. And his eye is still intact.
3: <laughs> his eyeball is still It's still there.
1: <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, so that was that. was That that took like a week out of me. But between the stress and taking care of him, I, I was just a mess. So we are back, though. We are refreshed. We saw our dear friend Evan, Dr. Evan,
3: we did we yesterday saw him this week yeah this week right and um i cannot believe how amazing i slept me too me freaking too i slept so good i was out like a light i mean i had a really busy day um yesterday besides the fact that we went to acupuncture i had a really busy day afterwards um i had to go see my cousin who was in the hospital um they don't know what's wrong with her but um, she, like, can't breathe. She's on a breathing tube and all sorts of stuff. So we went to visit her. And then I was, like, falling asleep on the car ride home. I was just so tired. You know, acupuncture, he, he gave us, he must have given us the, uh, oh, the he did. ambient The point. ambient spot he does. I love it. He, well, he must have, like, doubled it or something <laughs> because I slept like a baby. Yes. Which I don't even understand that saying because babies don't sleep well. They don't.
1: But slept I like an out. old man, maybe. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> they seem to sleep through everything, but it, yeah, I I love going to see him the day the day of or the night of that I get acupuncture. I sleep so good and it's just the deepest sleep. It's almost as if you drugged me with like ten sleeping pills. Yeah. <laughs> I wake up feeling so good, so refreshed. Um, we love Evan. We love everyone we at Kinetic Rehab and Spine. So
3: they're amazing, and uh, we we can't say enough good things about them
1: i i put up a post yesterday on my instagram showing me getting acupuncture and i was like guys this really works because to be honest i've said before i was never a believer in acupuncture i just didn't understand how a needle could change anything now i'm 100 percent a true believer in it so i put that up there and the amount of people that messaged me yesterday was like really you know can you give me information why are you going where is this place and people are intrigued. They want. I think that it needs to get out there more. Acupuncture is legit. Acupuncture works. Um, we. I'm. I see it myself. Shauna sees it herself. There's been major changes in both of us that you will continuously see as we post our reviews and our videos and talk about this. But yeah, and it does not hurt. It doesn't hurt, and it's not. It's natural. You're not putting chemicals in your body. I was on medication most of my life. And the medication, the side effects from the medication were almost worse than the disease that I had. This is natural. And I think that everyone needs to find, to go to an acupuncturist if you're having any issues. Pain, headaches, insomnia like me, fertility issues like me. Um, she has, Shauna has migraines. I get migraines so bad. Neck pains. They, everything you can think of that you'd re- you'd go to a regular doctor for, you can go to an acupuncturist. Yeah. And Dr. Evan and Anyone at Kinetic Rehab and Spine, they, they are amazing. They like, just
3: even if, <laughs> he said, like, even if you feel like you're coming down with a cold, yeah, you call him and you come in for a treatment or two. And he said that he's had people like that didn't even get sick,
1: yeah, or they cut like the, the flu and yeah, right the, down.
3: It's, it's, it's insane, they can
1: do every, pretty much everything. And I we recommend Kinetic Rehab and Spine so much because. When you have a connection with the doctor and the people who work there and you feel comfortable there, I always believe that that's going to help your recovery or your healing a hundred times better than if you're going into a office that you don't feel comfortable. It doesn't feel warm and fuzzy. You know, when you're talking to the doctor or the the staff, this feels like you're going to a spa. It it feels like a spa slash friend's house. That's how I is professional, professional yet. You feel comfortable. like You could just be yourself and relax. And that's the most important part of healing. Mm -hmm. So we can't say enough good things like Shota said. And we will continue to shout their name from the mountains because they're so amazing.
3: They really truly are. And uh, I can't wait for next week, our appointment, because I I need to sleep (laughs) good again like I did last night. Yes. And uh, it it does. It takes more than one uh, session. I will say that. Yeah. And he does tell you that. He says, you know, just like anything, you're not going to be fixed in one session. Yep. Although, I was. Well. <laughs> because I had a brain tumor. And, well, most of my, nobody really knew that, but I was diagnosed with a brain tumor a few months ago. And um, in between, I went for the MRI first. That's how they saw it. I went for the acupuncture, went to the um, tumor surgeon. And the surgeon said, let's do another MRI to make sure, you know, where it is and hasn't for, changed, yeah, hasn't, hasn't grown, has changed in size and, you know, get you set up for surgery and everything. So I said, okay, I go for the MRI. They can't find the tumor. It changed. All right. <laughs> it disappeared. It totally disappeared. <laughs> so when I went back in for acupuncture, I was telling him, I said, you know, he's like, oh, how did your appointment go? You know, did you schedule surgery? And I said, they can't find the tumor. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "What? Did you see Evan's face?" Yeah. He was like He had chills. He yeah. had chills. <clears throat> he literally called everybody in. And he was like, "Tell them what you just told me." And I personally swear it was from acupuncture. Oh,
1: I 100% That's the that's the only thing that she did differently. She didn't go on medication.
3: It was like, no. "What? You got the acupuncture?" I got the acupuncture went for the um the MRI. That same week, and it was, it was gone. gone, gone, completely gone. They couldn't find it. They, they were like, "And my blood work was normal when it was like qu- like four times as high. Mm-hmm. It was back to normal." So they, yeah, they all her hormone levels were e- yeah, good. The doctor said, "Whatever you're doing, continue to do it because <laughs> it's working." And I said, "It was acupuncture," and you know they said that they they don't have proof of that you know medical proof i said well i am medical proof this is proof, this right, is here. proof right here right <laughs> here look it's at my working. mri the week before um
1: acupuncture and look at it a week after acupuncture days after they Day, are yeah. days after acupuncture gone so that and that's the only thing she did different so it's the
3: only thing i didn't change my diet you all know that i am a horrible eater she
1: eats like crap
3: <laughs> i eat a lot of sugar i love my cookies we yeah. actually have, I think, of Oreos here in the <laughs> <Right>. studio. <laughs> this um, child
1: needs, like, a, she needs a nutrition coach in here. I, yelling I, her I every did. time she puts a cookie in her mouth.
3: <laughs> I, I love my iced tea. I love my soda. I love my Gatorade. Um, so I did not, I cut the soda out a little bit. Yeah. But that was really all I did. So I don't know. I mean, acupuncture is working for both of us. It could work for you, too call evan at get a consultation rehabbing. with him yeah yeah free consultation i'm telling you it'll work but um enough about my brain tumor <laughs> and that that isn't here anymore it's not there <laughs> but uh we have a great show for you coming up we are going to hear from mr julian farrell the celebrity hairstylist we cannot wait to go see him oh my god i'm so He's excited worked on like Ivanka Trump, Barbara Streisand. Oh That's my right. god.
1: There's so many So many. Olivia tiny. Palermo
3: from the Hills. Yeah. He's done her hair. Um I can't wait to meet him. He was super nice. Um and then we're also gonna hear from Chloe Wilder. She's an upcoming artist and she is so sweet. On the phone right now, we have Julian Farrell, celebrity hairstylist and hair care innovator.
2: How are you? Nice to see you and nice to meet you all.
3: Oh, good. So uh, we are really excited to come down to your studio in March and uh, have you do our hair. But uh, we wanted to know how did you get started in the hairstyling business?
2: It's a it's a long and it's a short story. I uh, I was in school to become a professional soccer player, and uh, when my parents divorced, I realized I didn't want to. Uh, I wasn't serious enough to um, to go to my soccer school, and uh, I uh, get kicked out from the national team. Oh wow! And uh, then I had to do something, and I was only in eighth grade, so I went in the hair business uh, because I wanted to have something who could be a little bit more creative. I was not having any desire to go in any kind of uh, accounting or became a doctor or something like that. So I started uh, hair just like that in my grandmother's kitchen. And... Uh, very quickly, I understood that uh, we were using products that was quite uh, uh, aggressive for the hair,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, and understood like the hair problem was actually starting from the scalp. So anyway, uh, I'm gonna go a little bit further. So I uh, I got. Um, Recruited by a very big French company who actually taught me how to really cut hair. And then uh, in 1992, after doing Lyon and then Paris, they sent me to New York to open their hair school in New York. And I arrived at 22 years old, knowing nobody, speaking no English, and speaking on the floor in Brooklyn with no money. And uh, I was doing the school on the, um, Sunday and Monday, and during the week I was a hairdresser, and um, I was building up my clientele. I was working all the time,
0: mm-hmm. anyway.
2: And then I got uh, um, I got recruited uh, two years later by Sekai, and uh, I went to do his training and education in New York and LA, and uh, in 2001. I went on my own because I had arrived to a point where I hated my job. I was doing 37 clients a day, um, and I was pressed like a lemon, and I didn't enjoy it because I felt like it was more like a a quantity versus quality. So I went on my own, and uh, my first article in WWD was, as he was right after September 11, in 2001, is Madison need another very expensive hairdresser. And uh, all my collaborators told me, we have to change that, and we have to change the price. And I said, no, we are not. We're going to hire the quality and we're gonna stick with the price. And that became uh, basically our story. So. Very quickly, we went from uh, one floor to two floor to three floor to four floor. And then in 2007, we opened, We became partner with the U.S. Open Tennis. And, uh, and since that, we're doing the hair of all the tennis players during uh, the tournament in August and September. Then we start to do more and more fashion shows from uh, Ralph Lauren to Louis Vuitton to uh, many other uh, big designers. And uh, as we grew our uh, years with the U.S. Open, we decided to kind of uh, let go a little bit. The fashion week was at the same time, and it was a lot of work. And uh, in 2009, we opened a salon in Mexico In 2010, we opened a second location on Fifth Avenue in New York. In 2011, we launched a line of of products, uh, edgeless. And then in 12, we picked up the tennis in Miami. In 13, we opened a salon in Miami. And in 14, we changed our flagship from uh, Madison Avenue to Park Avenue. To open 10,000 square feet at the Regency Hotel, Los Regency Hotel on Park Avenue, 61st and uh, and Park, and uh, now we have uh, 120 employees. We see 91,000 people a year who operate seven days a week. Oh wow! And it became a, a really a really big deal. But in the meantime, we had opened these uh, products. And when the time has come for me to put my name on the barrel, I've been recruited by different big laboratories who came and approached me with a beautiful story, showing me a wonderful packaging, and asking me um, if I was interested to do that for them. And I said, absolutely. So they show me their marketing piece, and they make me, uh, you choose the packaging, and the smell, and all this, and I said, my question was always the same. What is inside? And they all had the same answer to say, do not worry about it. We have 80 people around the country who is going to make you rich and you will collect uh, a check every month. <laughs> and my, question, my, my answer was, but everybody is selling the same uh, formula. Yeah. And I said, you know, I refuse to sell another soap in a barrel with a beautiful fragrance but it doesn't fix the problem
0: mm-hmm.
2: people still have major hair problem so i went back backwards and in 2006 we start um, i met with different uh um, doctor and chemists in italy and we have done five years of research to create restore what is julian farrell restore Julia Farrestor is a non-foaming shampoo. It's as simple as the shampoo. It's a shampoo treatment. It's one process only. And what he does, he has no bubble, no silicone, no sulfate, no paraben. He cleans gently your hair. He penetrates into, in, inside your uh, your scalp to actually hydrate and boost your hair follicle and and it keeps your hair alive. So today, in 2020, I have more hair than I had in 2009 when I was testing the products. Mm -hmm. And at the time, you know, my hair, I was going to sleep, my hair was on a pillow. And my wife, you know, in a pillow, in a shower, in a drain, and now i go to sleep i wake up i don't have any hair in the shower in the pillow and anything what is it? it is just a shampoo the only difference is it doesn't have any bubble so it does clean your hair it does hydrate your hair your scalp and your hair follicle because the shampoo today has been invented in 1927 by a german guy in berlin called hans uh, Schwarzkopf and in today's world we're using exactly the same formula so my question is if we don't change it our children will be bold our grandchildren will be bold and so and so and so right. we can't keep selling a product based of uh, a formula of 1927 we don't have we don't drive the same car we don't use the same phone we don't have the same computer. We don't have the same technology. Right. Things have changed. Yeah. And uh, that is my story. And for me, I am so involved in terms of uh, helping people because if we lose our hair, if our hair is not healthy, we, uh, our confidence go down. Our hair is everything what we have. We don't need to be born good-looking. We can do so much magic when you have hair, makeup, color, eyebrow shape. I mean, it's like, so amazing to give a look to somebody. And on the other hand, we don't need to be rich. to. We should not be rich to just have great hair. Right. And I agree. For me, I'm, co- I'm commercializing a, a product who has to be accessible to people. It should not be a trophy. It should not be something like a luxurious piece. It should be for everyone. Right. I, I, more as a necessity. For me, it's about how you feel, mm-hmm. and that is the most important. And absolutely. how you feel. And, and and you know, as a hairdresser, I can make you so happy or so depressed. Because if you hate your hair, I'm telling you, you can change people's mood. Oh, absolutely. And that and that is our motto. Our motto. That is our passion. It's to. To get those customer, make happy those customer, pamper those customer, and and give you a job who's gonna, you know, a, a technical work who's gonna grow in time. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to see you.
3: Yes, we are so excited to uh, meet you, and let you work your magic on our hair. We can't wait. Thank you so much, Julian, for taking the time out to speak with me today, and uh, we're really looking forward to having to meeting you and. Having you uh, do our hair in March. We have an exciting guest on the show today. Chloe Wilder is going to be calling in. Um, she's amazing. I'm
1: super excited. I listened to a bunch of her stuff on YouTube, her covers.
3: Yeah. Her voice
1: is angelic. Let me tell you, relaxing. <laughs> I love it. I just loved it. And I'm really excited to hear her new single. Mm-hmm. Um, and guess what? She's 13. I can't even believe that. 13 years old. When you hear her voice, you're going to think it's some, like, grown woman. <laughs> yeah. But she's 13. And she's a singer and songwriter, which make, makes her, like, mega super talented to be a songwriter at 13.
3: Are you sure she's 13? Because she's... Maybe, like maybe. She's, she, like, 18.
1: Maybe she's 14. I don't know. But she's... No, she's definitely not 18. Unless... <laughs> I, we'll have to ask her. But, um, yeah, she's... I think she's either 13 or 14. I can't believe it. Her voice and that age just doesn't, it just doesn't go. You're like, no. what? <laughs> but yeah, I, I do. I love her voice. Now I'm a huge fan. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for this new single and to hear, to interview her. All
3: right. Well, let's get Chloe on the phone.
4: Hi.
3: So um, are you in the studio right now?
4: I'm not. Well, I'm in my home studio right now in my bedroom, but I'm not oh, doing anything.
3: Nice. <laughs> So um, prior to the show, we were talking about being in the studio and um, working on technology and working in the studio alone, and um, we're kind of on the same page with that. We mm-hmm. both have really no clue what we're doing in the studio.
4: <laughs> it's so hard.
3: Yes. See, people don't seem to understand that there's a ton of buttons, um, a ton of... Mm-hmm like different things and it's not easy
4: no i got a whole team of guys that like have to help me with that type of stuff i just go in and i sing and i write but they have to do all the stuff with the buttons and the technology because i just get too overwhelmed by that because there's a lot of buttons
3: (laughs) there's a ton of buttons a ton of knobs Mm
4: -hmm.
3: a ton of mics everything yeah
4: i don't know what everything means and i'm afraid i'm gonna break something
3: you know, you want to hear something really funny. I thought that I had broken the mixer, and it ended up being that it was just on mute.
4: Oh, my God. I've totally <laughs> done that before because I bought a new mic and at my house, and I and it, like, wasn't working. And it turns out I had, like, mindlessly, like... Pressed mute like on my inputs and stuff on like everything and so nothing was working. My monitors weren't working and I guess I I'd, liter- I'd literally turned them off and just like not thought about turning them back on and so I was like freaking out for like three days in a row. Then I finally got myself together and like sat down and looked at it and I googled it and it was like you probably just turned it off and I was like I'm not that stupid and then I went and I totally just turned it off
3: yeah that was me I've done that before (laughs) plenty of times Yeah. yeah you know I called my producer he comes over he's like he just hits the button he's like really. Really? Yeah,
4: seriously. I, like, FaceTimed my producer, and I was like, man, I'm so sorry, because he set it all up for me. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but I totally broke it. And he was like, let me look at it. And so I showed him, like, all the inputs and stuff. And he was like, well, sweetheart, those are all turned off. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, we're getting there.
3: Yes, we're we're learning.
4: Mm-hmm, it's, learning yeah. it's
3: a little bit of a learning curve, but we got it. Yes. We're yeah, learning we're here. It so uh speaking of your producer and making music you have a brand new single that came out this week and it was your birthday i understand yes it was so happy birthday yeah. lots Thank of good you. things happening this week
4: yeah well, there's a lot happening yeah we just had our single release party last night it was a lot of fun um i think people liked it yeah it was really cool awesome
3: so tell me about your new single
4: um, so it's called "Crying When I Shouldn't." It just um, just came out. The video premieres today, and um, it's really it's one of my favorite ones I've done. I worked with a new producer, his name's Eric Scullen, and we wrote and um, we wrote that together. And it was mixed and mastered by Rob Kanowski and John Greenham. And um, it was really just like a great like little team of people that did it. It, it went so fast. We wrote the song, you know, like just. To in like an hour we just like ripped through it and we knew exactly what we wanted to talk about and yeah it was nice because he eric just kind of let me vent and we just kind of like wrote down what i was feeling so i was worried that the song was going to make sense to people but it kind of does because it's about like being frustrated you know with your own emotions and that's why it's the whole like crying when i shouldn't thing because I don't really believe that I think you should always cry that's like my whole brand is like being emotional and stuff but you know that's kind of how I was feeling at the time I was like god why are you always crying like to myself so I guess that's kind of how I was feeling and I was like feeling like weak because of it when really it's not like that like feeling things is hard and so it's you know it's making us stronger and we all feel these things as human beings so we should be proud of it and write about it so, yeah, absolutely I,
3: I think as a woman you know you're more emotional I I don't know. Yeah,
4: definitely. I'm really excited about like the music I'm creating too. I think it's gonna have a good connection to young women and I'm really excited about it.
3: Awesome. Well I cannot wait to see the video. So tell me about the video. Did you come up with the concept?
4: I did and this video it's like it's kind of like a weird hidden concept. You kinda of gotta look for it. But it was really just um it's kind of about like also the video is more about letting go and like understanding that we are gonna feel these things and the song is kind of like a progression almost because it's like at the beginning one of the lyrics is like I've been listening to your favorite songs and then like towards the end it's like I've been skipping past your favorite song so it's like you know kind of getting past people that you didn't need um that were bad for you and so the video is kind of about that like it's very like visually appealing but there's little parts to it that I think have, like, some hidden stories. Like, there's a bunch of pictures, because I've I had a series of videos with, um, with, like, a boyfriend in them, and it was cool, and it was really fun, and I love filming with people, but I kind of wanted to, like, have this one be very solitary and feminine and pretty, so I kind of, like, phased that out, and I put up, like, we put up a bunch of pictures in a room from past videos and past events with the boy who played the boyfriend. His name's Bryce, and so we just kind of, like, I, like, ripped down all the pictures and stuff. It was just very, like, it was one of the most empowering ones I'd done because my past videos, the first one I did was, like, shot in a graveyard and it was very, like, dark and brooding. And then the second one we shot at Santa Monica Pier and it was, like, romantic. And then the third one there was a car crash. And so, like, this one was kind of, like, empowering and just pretty. And I don't want to say bright because it's not bright, but it was definitely more, like, angelic and nice.
3: <laughs> yeah. So are you going on tour anytime soon?
4: Um, well I'm working on an EP, so I'm sure that I'll go on tour for that EP. We don't have any dates set yet or anything, but that's something I would love to do because I love performing. Um but yeah, so we've got an EP that we're working on. I've got like a million upcoming sessions this week, so hopefully we can get an idea of what we're gonna do for the EP. Um but yeah, so I think after I release that I'll probably do like a little bit of a I don't know, if like a press tour or whatever it is but um yeah i would love to tour so that's definitely something that's going to be in the cards for 2020
3: great well uh, if you are in new york anytime soon let us
4: know oh my god yeah um my a and r lives in new york so i would love to i would love to come out there so sometime soon oh great, um, oh, great. yeah it's a lot of fun there i want to do a new york city like studio session i feel like we've got really sick studios. you want to do what I want to do a New York City um studio session because I think oh. like they've got really cool studios.
3: Oh yeah, I've seen a few and um they're just gorgeous. Yeah,
4: I feel like they're so pretty. I mean the ones out here are so pretty, but I feel like New York City's are probably like so like cool and urban and funky. So I want Extremely, to go. Extremely, yes. Yeah. mm mm-hmm, yeah.
3: I've seen a few, and uh, it's just once I'm in there, I just never want to leave. And I don't even do music. Yeah. I love music, There's but I don't... There's
4: kinds of studios.
3: Yeah, they're, you just don't want to leave. They're so, like, cool and comfy and...
4: Yeah, they're honestly, like, so if you get in the right one that's, like, comfortable and, you know, warm. Like, I was in this one recently out here, and the room was, like, all red and, like, red lights and stuff. I mean, like, they just have to, they have, to have a good vibe with them because I've been in, like, some gross studios that I just, like, can't write in. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm... We're finding new ones that we like out here, but I'd love to go to one in New York. Definitely.
3: Well, maybe, you know, your a r person knows someone that could set it up for you.
4: Yes, I hope so. I would definitely love to do that.
3: Yeah, awesome. So, we are going to
4: play your new song. Do you want to announce it? I would love to. Okay. So, you're about to listen to my new song, Crying When I Shouldn't, and I hope you love it. I've been in the corner
0: I've been waiting.
3: show for this week thank you so much for listening and thank you again to mr julian farrell and to chloe wilder we cannot wait to uh see you julian in april and have get you our do hair, hair did yes <laughs> super so excited, excited for that and
1: um julian farrell we are going to be posting up his products. He has a product line. We have been using it. We absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. And you could find that on his website. We will post this stuff on our website too. So you guys can find it out. But our hair feels so soft after we use it. And it's something that you don't have to use every day. So it's going to last you. Yeah. So. Check that out for that. And Chloe, thank you so much. Like Shauna said, thank you for coming on the show. We love your voice. We love your new single. And we wish the best of luck to you. And we know you're going to go far in your career.
3: Oh, absolutely. She's going to just take off.
1: Yeah, she's she is the it thing. She's going to be the it thing. Watch. I guarantee it.
3: <laughs> yes, definitely. And uh, follow us on our website, com, On Facebook at Facebook.com slash Lala. Check me out at facebook.com slash the Lala Marie. And don't forget to follow us on our Instagram page at Shauna and Lala and our YouTube page at Shauna and Lala. And we will see you next week.